So I was listening to a Sam Harris podcast today. You've heard me talk about yeah. Sam Harris. I don't know if you've ever actually listened to him. No, no. Um, he's a deep thinker. I know you, you probably wouldn't like it. He, he uh, actually thinks through his... Intellect? <laughs> he's one of the smarts. <laughs> he's one of those people that are learned. Yeah, he's one of those learned, learned folks. Uh, but he has a podcast called Making Sense, and it's behind a paywall, most of them. So you can subscribe. I think it's eight bucks a month. Yeah. And you get the full conversation. If you do the free version, you get like half of it. It cuts off in the middle. It's kind of annoying. So I just went ahead and bought the, the full version. But he was talking to a guy, a professor the other day named Russ Roberts, who wrote a book called Wild Problems. Mm-hmm. And they were having a conversation in the, the episode. It's his most recent one. It's called Steps in the Right Direction. And they were basically just having a conversation about life and you know, the problems that we face in life and, and how, we, how do we know the right decisions and where do we turn. And just really, it was a really good discussion. A lot of things that we talk about. Okay. Um, and just making sense of life really is, is, I guess, the overall theme. And there were a couple of things, a couple of points that stuck out that they were you know, going back and forth on and arguing about. I want to throw them out to you and just get your thoughts and see what you... See what your perspective is, Okay. in other words. There's no right or wrong answers here. I'm just curious uh, about, about what you think and your reaction to some of this stuff. So I've got four points here mm-hmm. that I took from that episode that I kind of wanted to, to get your thoughts on. Uh, the first thing they were talking about, they were talking about tame problems versus wild problems. And again, he wrote a book. I actually just ordered it. Uh, it came in yesterday, so I'm excited to dive in because of the conversation was so good. But he defines tame problems as ones that we can solve through facts, data, roadmaps, recommendations, etc. cetera. Uh, is this restaurant a good restaurant? Well, let me get on Yelp and see the reviews. That's a tame problem. I can go look at research and data to help me solve this problem. Okay. Versus a wild problem, something like these, these problems are data, data and evidence aren't as easily measurable. So should I take this job opportunity? Should I marry this girl? Should we have children? So he separates problems in life. One are tame. There's data, there's reasoning, there's logic that I can mm-hmm. put behind and make this decision. And then there's the bigger problems, these wild problems that are just a little more abstract, a little harder to figure out. There is no concrete right answer. You don't necessarily, you have some background reference yeah. when making the decision, but you've never been married before, mm-hmm. or at least you weren't whenever you married Tiff. How do I know? How do I know I should marry her? So it's just a fascinating discussion on tame problems versus yeah. wild problems. Mm. Sorry, is there a question? No, just, just <laughs> your reaction to that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good, and I, what, I, what I think, and I, I didn't hear this discussion. I'm sure they spoke about it. I, I'd imagine that a lot of people put the tame problems in the wild problems category. Yes, and and make um, make decisions more complicated than they need to be. Um, because there's we're, we're constantly making decisions. It's, some people just stress. I think. You know, if, if you can take a breath and you can calm down and, and you can, okay, look, I'm just going to unbiasedly just assess the situation as if I'm a third person, like remove myself from the situation. Now, if I'm going to give somebody else some advice on this exact topic, okay, how would I guide them? 
Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, that gives you a kind of fresh perspective on it as opposed to like, this is the biggest deal ever. Like, I don't, I don't know how to finish this project or I don't know how to finish this report or I don't know how to finish it. You know, and I've got to do this. It's like, okay, take a breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how would you guide? Okay. And a lot of times you can give yourself the guidance and advice to go find the answers that are pretty readily available. Um, you know, I think of like real estate as one of those. It, it falls into that category. Now, the decision on certain things, but hey, is this a good deal? There's information out there to find if, if this real estate investment is a good deal or not. Okay, what's it priced at? What are the comparables in the market? Okay, hey, what is the investment income that comes off of it? What are the lease rates? What are the market lease rates? Um, you know, do I have the capital? Do I have investors? Do I have, I mean, how is this? There's answers that you can put in. And if you actually just write it down on paper, pros and cons, then you could, that would be. That's a tame problem. That would be a tame problem. But we make it a big problem because it has a big dollar figure attached to it, right? And one of the things my dad always said, anytime I had a decision that I was struggling with, he's like, pros and cons, just list it out. Yeah, that's wise. When you, and it just takes you back because it's like, okay, now I'm going to think of, okay, what are the good things? What are the bad things? And there's a little bit of skill in that because sometimes if you're leaning one way, you're going to stack one side versus the other. But like unbiasedly as a third person, if I'm looking at the scenario from the outside, what are the positives? What are the negatives? And really when you look at those, like let's just say, Let's just say you have a lot of positives, but just a few negatives. You can even still look at it because some of those negatives may be really big, like really big. Mm -hmm. You may only have two or three negatives, but those two negatives outweigh the 10 positives. And it's very clear, but like looking at it, it really does help provide clarity. Yeah. And, and, and the example he used for a wild problem, having children. So to your point, you could sit there and list pros and cons of having children. He said that the difficulty is, Children is one of those things you could list a hundred cons and maybe only have two pros. Mm-hmm. And even the pros that you do list or that you do have in your head, it's hard to magnify until you actually have right. your children. You can't quantify That's right. having children and the, the joy that it brings you until you actually have them. Yeah. So on paper, this is a terrible decision. Why? And it's funny, he, he uses the analogy of, why would I want to chase a bunch of three-year-olds around a soccer field telling them not to bunch up? Like, yeah. that sounds horrible to me. Yeah. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. So on paper, it's like, this is an illogical decision to have children. You're giving up yeah. your time. You're giving up your energy. You're giving up money that you've worked hard for. You're giving up so much when you mm. have children. And yet, mm. many of us choose to proceed because right. you just can't quantify the positive side of it. Yep. And he said, that's a wild problem. You're not going to be able to have the answer. Yeah. Whenever you're making this decision on these wild problems, for sure. you're not going to know for sure. You've never done this before, uh-huh. but you're making the best decision you can make up. You can think of at the moment and moving forward and being okay. Okay with yeah. that. Yeah. So funny. I don't know why. Uh, there's a guy on Instagram. It's a must. If you're a parent, it's a must follow. It's Simon Holland. I've heard of him. He is think. hilarious. It's all dad, dad, parent, parent <clears throat> jokes. Um, but he says, let's get married and have kids. So instead of trying a pumpkin beer, you can stop the crying, stop the crying while I go back into the corn maze to find a shoe. <laughs> I mean, he has, that's it's the like, thing that two dads will laugh at. Yes. If you don't have kids, you're like, yeah, totally. Like, but you, but that's funny 
And it's like, oh. no, I choose that because of the joy yeah. and what all, and it's hard. And again, he says, even the most eloquent people can't explain uh-uh. why yeah. they want to have kids, for instance. That's right. And, but, but it's just a feeling you get when you yeah. have them. You literally, and like, uh, we had um, we had a couple of football games again this weekend. and That's a good example. It's like, you're, you're giving up your tired. Like, Dude. if you had the choice to do anything in your life, I'm guessing... Watching a bunch of kids. Pre, pre-kids. Pre-kids. Yeah, I'm guessing yes. watching a bunch of kids isn't Literally on top spending, of your list. We left the house at 645 because we had to buy snacks because it was snack day. <laughs> and we didn't have snacks for the kids. <laughs> and so we had to leave the house at 645. And we didn't get home that night until 730. All day. We were in five different towns all day. And pre-dad, I'm like, that sounds sounds like hell. Miserable. And I would not trade that day. That was the greatest day ever. And there's no logic behind that. No, there, no. There, there's nothing that explains that yeah. that should make sense. No, I know. But it does. I know. I mean, it, it really, it really is true. But but when you come to these wild problems, and I think of I've got a I've got a client who I've become really close with, and and his daughter is a highly recruited basketball player, and deciding what college to go to. Like that's a big decision, Jeez. and that's really like that's a wild problem. Like For you sure. really like. Yeah, I can go to the best program. I can figure out who has the best academics and who has this. But, like, a lot is dictated your college experience as an athlete on your program, your coach, how long the coach is going to stay. Are they going to move? What your opportunity there is? You know, what division you're in? How much exposure? What my goals are after? Like, that's a hard decision. Yeah. And, I mean, those are real problems. But that is where community and wisdom comes into play. Absolutely. Right? That is where you lean on people that have been through experiences and been through things because those wild problems may not be the exact same situation, but they've lived enough life, either they themselves or have experienced it alongside someone else, that they can at least help you navigate or ask questions that become that become the most important questions. Because the problem is a lot of times for me is I just don't even know what questions to ask. Yeah. Like if, if I face a problem, I don't know what question to ask. I don't know where to start. It's too big to comprehend. So typically I just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I just like hesitate Yeah. where being around community, being around wisdom, man, that's such an invaluable tool in those wild problem yeah. type scenarios. And, and that was his point is, and, cause I'm the same, I'm a very much an analytical Yeah. When it comes to problems, when it comes to big decisions, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I've got a, you know, paralysis by analysis. I've got to weigh all the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And that was his point is these wild problems don't have a right answer. No. They have a, maybe a better answer. Yeah. But you're never going to, you're never going to have enough facts and data to determine that this is the right answer for me. Yeah. And I feel like the name of our show, One Shot, like it should lead us to one side or the other. And maybe it's like, hey. We're going to speak it into fruition by naming our show this because both you and I are very similar to that. Like, like we put our house on the market, right? And it was, uh, it was one of those kind of on a whim, like, and I'm like, no, 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 hold on. Like, we got to look at like the economics here. Right. We got to, what's our, mo- like, where are we at right now? Interest rates are starting to, this was in August. Like the real, the real estate market's actually cooled down. Like we got to get that. There's all these deals. And I'm like, no, no, no. My wife is like, I wish that I could be more like her. She's like, look, let's do it and let's figure it out. Like if we in our heart have a good feeling about it, let's do it and let's figure it out. Like let's trust. And this is where like, for me, faith, like is a big part of, of, my family and our decisions is like, look, if 
if we feel confident that, that, that God is leading us towards something, and, and that's really him, and we, and we, the problem is you never know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an audible answer from him. Like, yes, go do this. But it's like, okay, look, we're going to try to be faithful with the best that we can, and you know what? We're just going to figure it out. And that, like, she's so good at that. She's just like, look, let's do it. Let's figure it out. And then there's times that it hasn't worked out for us, and, but most of the time it does. And guess what? The times it hasn't worked out in these wild problems, even if you make the wrong decision, guess what? You're going to be smarter, more experienced, and that's where that wisdom comes from. And that actually leads into the next point that I picked out. And it says, even a life well-lived, or sorry, even a well-lived life will be full of mistakes, wrong turns, and regrets. There is no safe approach. This mentality should give you the confidence to take risks. Yeah. And I love that because that's exactly what you're talking about. Even if you made the wrong decision, so what? Yeah. Or the, the, what you perceive as the wrong decision. Yeah. So what? You're going to have mistakes. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to have regrets. Yeah. That's what life is. Yeah. It's not going to be this pure, you know, 100% positive all the time. Nobody's going to get out that Nobody way. Nobody is. So understanding should give you the confidence to try to make more decisions off the cuff, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Because you're knowing if it doesn't work out, we'll, we'll pivot, do something else. Or it's not going to work out like I originally thought, which it never does anyway. Never does anyway. Like if you do take that like leap of faith and like lean, you know, lean into that decision, it's never going to be like you planned. <clears throat> Even if it's close, it's still, it's still going to be different. But it may not work out, but you're going to learn from it. You're yeah. going to be wiser. You're going to be more resilient. You're going to be more courageous. You're going to be, again, now I, I do think that the risk factor and just, hey, you're not going to make the right decisions. Like, I do think that you do need to put collars on your decision making, right? Like, there's certain things that I'm not going to step out of, yeah. right? Like, morally, you know, whether it's spiritually for you, whether it's, you know, because again, it's like, oh man, you know, um, it's a risk, but I'm trying to weigh the pros and cons of having this affair, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, look, yeah, yeah that's a terrible decision. Like, that's right. a bad decision. But like, I wouldn't encourage it like that as like a wisdom teacher. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I made mistakes, so. Yeah, you, you know, know what? <laughs> Gotta take a risk. Ben and Tyler said, yeah. just, you're gonna screw up, just <laughs> learn from it. It's like, look, put some collars within, within your decision making skills. If it doesn't hurt anybody else, Right, it's not at the, at the expense of someone else. Um, you know, uh, you've got to frame it there because you've got to you've got to make these decisions um, in a way that honors who you believe yourself to be and doesn't jeopardize that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Just again, I, I I tend to think, and I don't know why I think this way, but I tend to think things are always going to be on the up and up. They're always going to project. There's never going to be a downside. There's never going to be a plateau. Yeah. It's just always supposed yeah. to rise yeah. up into the right for yeah. me on the chart. Yeah. And I forget that, no, there's going to be times I'm going to screw up. There's yeah. going to be times that, that this plan doesn't work. Yeah. There's going to be times, and that's okay. Yeah. That's, that is, there's no, again, like I said a second ago, there's no escaping that. Yeah. Not one single person can escape a mistake or a regret. Mm -hmm. That's what makes things worth 
yeah. going for. Yeah. That's what makes those lessons learned. Because how are you going to have, and we talk about this all the time, right? Like creating discomfort, creating scenarios where you're challenging yourself so that when the real ones do happen, like you're prepared for it. But guess what? If you don't make those bad decisions, how are you going to be prepared when a really big bad decision is in front of you? And how do you, how do you react to that? How do yeah. you recover from that? Like it really is. It's just the, it's the, we talked about it last week, right? Is, you know, don't, don't pray for an easy life. Mm-hmm. Pray for the strength to sustain a hard life. Right. And so it's, it's just one of those deals. It's like, you are not going to create the tools that allow you to, to maximize this one shot we have at life. If you aren't going through those hard, difficult um, traumatic times. Yeah. And that's easy to say, you know, here on Monday morning in the for air sure. conditioning. Yeah, for it's sure. a little harder when you're facing the crucible. It's a lot harder when you're facing yeah, the crucible. 100%. But I'm with you. It's a good reminder during the, the crucible of why you're going through it. And, and again, I know it's hard to have that perspective, but we've said this before. How many times do you look back on the, quote, worst thing that ever happened to you and think that was the best thing that ever yeah. happened to me? Hundred percent because of what I learned from it, because of the path Man. it's led me on. This That's is a right. dumb example, but I use it because it was such a big part of my life. Yeah. How many times I quit early on? Yeah. And during the time, it was emotional decisions. It was quick. It was this feels good in the moment. I'm done. And what that's taught me now, I, I sit back and I think, man, I wish I hadn't quit football my freshman year in high school. I wish I hadn't quit baseball my sophomore. You know, yeah. I think of all these times. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't. But at the same time, it's given me an obsession and a drive that I don't know if I would have had otherwise. Agreed. Because of how weak I was then, it's now motivated me and inspired me and driven me to be. Now, again, there's a down, there could be a downside of the obsessive nature, but I'd rather be on this side <laughs> and, and you know, pull myself back a little bit as opposed to how I used to be where I had to kick myself in the that's ass right. all the time. Yeah. So, yes, that's a regret. That's a mistake. But it taught me the things and the perspective I have now. So it's not totally lost. So it's fine. Whereas if, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I should have done that or whatever. There's a lot of lessons that I would have missed out on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two more things. Another thing he said, and I thought this was interesting. You should never be 100% sure of anything and willing to question everything. What's your initial reaction to that? You should never be 100% sure of anything and willing to question everything. So I think, I think that applies to 99%. Percent and, and, and again, this is, this is 100% me. And the only thing that I am not, and I don't know if I ever can be, but I strive to be 100% sure. And that's just like my relationship christ right like that's it like that's the only thing that i want no like i i shouldn't strive to question that but are you 100 no, sure no, no, that that, that's real but that's what i'm saying is so, there's a hundred there's a hundred percent that there are doubts right mm-hmm. and it's like i go through this and i'm like oh man but but to I me mean, that's faith though right if, i agree if you're not 100 percent sure if you were 100 percent sure there's no faith involved you wouldn't, have, yes. you wouldn't have to have to be faithful. Yes. But, but you are faithful. Yes. And, but I think that... Because there's that smidge of doubt in there. A million percent. But mm. what, what I'm saying, though, I think what he's trying to say is, look, you can't be 100... Like, strive not to, to be 100% sure of anything. 
and to question everything. I would, I strive to get to the point where I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Like that is the ultimate, like there's no question. There's no questions in my mind. There's no questions on how everything, like I am 100% sure that, you know, my faith in Jesus and what, what the Bible says is true. And there's zero questions, but I think you talk to some of the, the, the best teachers, the best scholars, the best pastors, the best, like the top of the top, none of them can honestly say, yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure either. Yeah. I think if you, I think if you gave everybody true serum, yeah. there's zero, there's nobody yeah. that would say that hundred percent. But, but it's just like perfection, right? Like nobody can be perfect. Nobody cannot mess up. Nobody. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't strive for that. Sure. To be more like the, the perfect example of that. But, but again, also, I think, yeah, to your point, what you're trying to say to me is that like, yeah, like understand that, like give yourself grace in that because, because that is a, that is a point of it, right? Is, is if you're wrestling with something to like rest on that, okay, look, I'm not hundred percent sure. And I'm not like, don't beat yourself up over that. But I think everything else, I think everything else is right. Uh, yeah, the main point they were making, which is even if you feel really good about a decision, yes. you feel really yeah. good about something, yeah. still leave yourself some grace to know that you could be wrong. Yeah. Have that humility, yeah. in other words, yeah. of I could be wrong in this. Yeah. Think about if we had some humility and grace the last three years, some of our leaders and officials oh gosh. to have the grace that they could be wrong. Yeah. They're going to make the best decision with the facts and information they have today. Yeah. But there's a chance we could be wrong here. Yeah. And if there was some grace there and some leeway and they weren't a hundred percent sure they were right, yeah. we might have seen a little bit more humility the last yeah, few years. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that's agree. the point is Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's great. Yeah, because as it relates to this conversation and decisions in life and stuff, you, there's no way to be a hundred percent sure. You could like even with, with, with Tiffany and I, like I have zero point zero 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 one percent question in my mind like about her but son of zeros bro to say i know <laughs> but to say with 100 percent certainty that like she couldn't fall out of love with me you know i've done some pretty gross stuff like pretty gross stuff if yeah. she's not already fallen out of love with me already <laughs> <laughs> but but what i'm saying though is like you can be sure about anything you can be sure about your kids and you can be sure about all these things but to say that you don't and not to not to acknowledge that, hey, there's still some doubt somewhere in there, Yeah, I think is not being honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah again, I think the point is it gives you grace or it gives you space for humility mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and not to be so sure of everything yeah. in whatever given subject yeah. that you're not willing to look at alternative yeah. options, alternative answers, alternative yeah. uh, ways of going about it. Yeah. Don't ever, you know... Whatever decision is you're making, don't go so far in thinking that you have it all figured out, that you're yeah. not willing to open up and hear a different perspective. Yeah. I think that's the point. Yep. I like it. And then this last one, this could be a 30-second discussion, or it could be a, th a three-hour discussion. I don't know where this is going to go. Okay. This is about to be a mind blender, a brain blender here for you. Let's meet somewhere in the middle. In you like ready for this? 45 seconds. <laughs> 
Now this deserves more. Um, How long? Are you, three hour yeah, intro yeah, or three, three hour, intro. three hour conversation? This, this deserves more research, like more. Cause I know he's done a whole episode on this, yeah. this topic. And I need to revisit that. I've heard it before, but it was a while back and I just need to revisit it. <clears throat> but Sam Harris, if you don't know who he is, he's an atheist and he's a 100% believer that there's no such thing as free will. Like at all. There's no free will. He said free will is an illusion. And that's, that's where it goes. So free will is an illusion. Even ideas and thoughts you believe to be in your control were not created by you. And he's an atheist? He's an atheist. And let me, let me explain a little bit. And again, I, I want to do more. I want to hear more about his perspective because I may do a bad job of I mean, yeah, speaking on his behalf. This, this could be one of our episodes for sure. Yeah. So his thought is free will is a myth because he said, and the example he always uses, think about, you know, any movie you could possibly think of that's ever been creative. Think about it. Got it. You got a movie in your head? Got it. He says, even that thought, whatever popped into your head, there was a thousand other movies that could have popped in your head. That movie did not come into your head because of a choice that you made. It just came to you. So that's one of the examples he's used. Another example he uses, you didn't choose where you were born. You didn't choose the parents you were born to. You didn't choose the family you were born into. You didn't choose any of that. None of that was up to you. Where it starts to get tricky in my mind and my brain is, okay, I'm going to choose to pick up this cup and take a drink from it. Yeah. So that has to be free will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, I, again, I want to dive more into his, oh, I, I'm not sure he's stating the individual, like, small, tiny little choices. But even that, again, yeah, I, I want to get into more of that. He paints it with a broad brush, it sounds like. I haven't heard the episode either. But I want to go back and listen to it because I'm doing a terrible job of – because it actually makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. I, I did not choose – because even like let, – let's take fitness for an example. Yeah. Free will would say I'm choosing to live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. But his point is, well, you didn't – what created you to have that thought? that you were going to go travel down a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You didn't make that thought in your head. Yeah. That came to you. Yeah, I think it's kind of the idea of like Inception, like the movie Inception. Have you, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. So, Great it's, film. It's hit or miss with Ben. You never know what movies he's seen Great or hasn't film. seen. Um, but is that, yes, you may make a decision, but it's because you were influenced either over and over throughout your life to make that decision. Right. So... So I understand that, but to, I think paint a broad brush of like, hey, free will, um, I, that's, that's big. That's, that's big because- What's your problem with it? Because, like your example, like your example to, to like follow or not follow instincts, right? Think about- I didn't create the instinct that I'm thirsty right now or to create the thought that I should take a drink. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm arguing. Yeah, yeah but, but, but you can make two, but there's two choices on it. Right. Right. And anytime there's one or the other is that's not another, that's not another decision that makes you do one or the other. It's like, okay, Hey, I can follow that instinct that maybe you, yeah, it was created by something else. And I followed that instinct. So yeah, yeah that, I was led by that instinct or I can fight that instinct and do something else. 
which you can say, okay, that's fine. But that's because I went and I learned about this on another place and they, and they helped me make that decision. But anytime you choose good or bad, that to me is a choice of free will. Like to say that now you can, it's an accumulation of information to make a decision, but it is free will one or the other. But why did you get that decision factor and somebody else may have made the other decision? Like what chose for you to get that decision as opposed to somebody else who didn't? That's, that's the idea is this free will. Like, like for example, like my, my siblings and I were raised similarly, not the same. I'm not going to say, Hey, we were all raised exactly the same because we weren't, but we were raised similarly and there were, there's choices each and every one of us made individually that well, where either, do those choices come from? Where do the choices come from? Yeah. Like what, what gave you the mentality or the mindset to make a certain choice a, mm-hmm. whereas your other sibling may have made choice B. Where did that decision point come from? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the individualistic cognitive function that that God you had created. nothing to do with. Right? Yeah. See, and I, and I, so I, I am, uh, I am a believer. I'm not an atheist. And I do believe that God created us to, to choose. Now he knows what the choices are. So there's that whole debate on like, okay, Hey, do you have choice if he's sovereign and he already knows what's going to happen? Like we have choices to go one way or the other, but to go back and say, well, where did that decision come from? It came from in here. So it was my individual. Nobody else controls me. I'm not a puppet. I do have the ability to say like, I'm making up words as I'm talking. I'm choosing the words as I'm talking. I could use different words to say the same thing. But where did those words come from? Now you're just, now you're just playing. But again, but, but I, you, your personality anytime, anytime, anytime you have a fork in the road and you either choose the right road or left road, that is a, that is a, a choice that you make. But to say that the decision to go left, that wasn't your choice. Yes, it was because I could have gone right. Right. But and the, I internally, I chose right. that I'm going that, going yeah, and, that way. Yeah. And I, I keep coming back to, I, I don't know as I'm just trying to argue. I right. don't know his point. Well, no, 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 argue, I get it. I get it. But you're coming up to two choices. Things out of my control are determining which choice that I'm going to go with based on my personality, yeah. based on my experience, based on things that are out of my control yeah. are guiding me one way or the other. Yeah. I think that's the point. So yes, I'm making the decision, yeah. but the decision is being made through, through forces that are outside of my control. So I'm with you. It's like, that's, that's an uncomfortable feeling yeah. to, to, cause you're right. Like, the puppet thing, like that doesn't make sense to me no. either. Yeah. So I, I, but I don't think there's control, anybody's pulling strings. But your control, like I do feel like you do have control on the information that you either consume or allow to enter into, you know, your cognitive processing. You don't have, but you don't have control over the ideas that pop in your head. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. I can think of things. I can, yes, like there's times like, you know, when you like, Hey, don't think about this. And then you think about it. Like you have the ability to control some of the thoughts that come into your head. Like, and you have the ability to control the well, why did will. something else not come but, into your head in that moment? 
But the free will, well, if you're thinking about something, like if you cognitively are like, okay, yes, I want that to come into my mind. But again, whatever thoughts in your head is a completely different matter when it's talking about free will. Whatever thought or intuition comes into your head, you still have the ability and free will yeah. to choose one or the other. Yeah, and it's like the movie example. If, you, if I say choose any movie and you choose Sandlot, you, you thought I'm going to choose Sandlot. Yeah, see, you didn't but put what, that in my head. I chose Braveheart. Okay, you chose Braveheart. Yeah. But what kept no, you didn't, from... <laughs> didn't force that into my head. But what kept you from choosing Sandlot as your favorite movie? Why didn't you... You didn't have the free will that Sandlot was the first thing that popped into your mind. How is Braveheart was the first thing that popped yeah, into your mind. Yeah, because I chose Braveheart. Why? It, but it didn't come from you is his point. It came... Because again, you could have chosen a thousand different movies... And Braveheart was the first one that came to your head that you thought of. That's the one I'm going to think of here. Because I chose that. That's my favorite movie. Of all time. <laughs> I could see a million different movies. Okay. Yep. You've seen a million different movies. Which one is your favorite? I have no idea. There's a lot of good ones. Okay. Anything that's in your top five. Sandlot. Okay. Sandlot. Yeah. Okay. But I could have chosen. But you didn't. Gladiator. But you didn't. That's the point. Yeah. Why did I choose Sandlot? Because you chose, you said, okay, there's enough about that movie that I like it better than the other ones, at least in this moment right now. Or at least it's the one that's pop that's coming into the forefront. Yeah. But what if you ask me tomorrow and Forrest Gump is the one that pops into my head? Because I uh, think about it a little Tomorrow more. at that moment, that's your favorite movie. So but that's your choice. That's not, that wasn't, that wasn't forced upon you because of outside factors that you don't control. I don't think it's a forcing upon you. I think it's just, it, where does it come from? Well, that's what I'm curious about. If it's not your choice and it is making decisions for you or ideas are coming to you, then that ultimately says that, okay, something is putting them there. Yeah. That is not you. This is a mind blender. <laughs> yeah. I want I'd you love, to listen to that I would that love episode. to have an intellectual yeah. battle yeah. with Sam Harris in yeah. person about this topic. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure I would destroy him. I'm this. pretty sure you're smarter pretty than him, sure. for sure. I'm, I'm way more smarter, and I know way many more things. Yeah. And it's, it, wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be a fight. Yeah, I, I want to explore it more. It yeah. does make sense to me, though, that there's, again, the way that I am, I, didn't, had, I had no choice over. Yeah. I didn't choose to be obsessed with fitness. I didn't choose to be born where I was born. I didn't choose to have the family that I have. There's so much in my life I did not choose. I didn't make the con. I, I, I didn't agree. choose to be attracted to females. Like, it, that's just, it's just always has been. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. And so now that you're starting to say there's no such thing as free will, it's like that, that intrigues me. That's an intriguing thought. Yeah. Because I don't want to believe it. Everything in me fights that, yeah. is fighting that. Because I want to think that I have agency over everything. But the reality is I think that because that's the way that I was wired, which I had nothing to do with. Whereas somebody else like Sam Harris <laughs> is wired to think a different way. Yeah. Oh, it's just a fascinating. Yeah, I need to, you need to send me that episode. Let's do so it. So like play it on your phone, record it on something else, <laughs> and then text it to me so I don't have to yes, pay the $8. You don't have to pay the $8? Yeah. I think the $8 is, well, is, is money well spent when yeah, it comes to Sam Harris. That. Not because if, if not. nothing else, he's going to challenge your beliefs, if nothing else. Yeah. And to me, that's worth, no, I, that's worth $8. Yeah, I love that. Because I don't agree with everything he says. Yeah. No, but I, he, I he makes me think in a way that other podcasts I listen to don't. Yeah. Because it's so different than what I typically think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
anyway. Interesting. I knew we could go. Uh, l- let's cut it off there because yeah. we're because we'll again, come back. We'll revisit that because yeah. I think that that is a good. That's a, I was more arguing from the st- just for the argument's so, yeah, sake. Yeah. But I wish I knew more so that I could push because there were points you made were like, well, I agree with them, so I guess I can't really push back there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I mean, who's do you know of anybody that thinks that free will is a myth? Like, do you know anybody personally that thinks free will is a myth? Uh, I don't know if I've ever asked anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating discussion. Yeah. I don't think I know anybody personally that thinks free will is a myth. But that goes back to conversation we had yesterday is this idea is brand new and nobody else feels that way. Maybe question yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't think nobody feels that way. But well, the old school religion was you didn't have any agency. Like it was all was what's it called? Um, determinism, right? Mm. Your your life's determined. Everything's determined. Yeah, so that's that's not you don't have free will in that. So that I mean that's how religion was taught for, mm-hmm. in some certain sectors. Yeah, that's true. And again, it, like as a fire and brimstone God, like some yeah. people are chosen and some people aren't. And, and that's like, what's crazy is if he's an atheist, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a legitimate debate about sovereignty versus free will, like. Hey, if he's sovereign, how can you have free will? Like, because if it's already, if it's, he already has sees what's going to happen, already knows what's going to happen, then it, we're predestined. So for I that talked to, to a guy and, and I know you probably got to go, but I talked to a guy, he's a pastor at a church, yeah. local church here. Yeah. And he actually, he 100% believes that God doesn't know the decisions we're about to make. He thinks God created us, and again, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to explain somebody else's yeah. thoughts uh-huh. that they've clearly spent time thinking yeah. about but the the synopsis is he he created us he he made us who we are but each individual decision is a surprise to him we choose along the path to go down whatever direction we're going to go down and god doesn't necessarily know that so that's a i definitely have never heard a pastor yeah say that, yeah for yeah sure because i've always heard the same thing you're saying like we have choice but he knows the choice yeah because but then there's the absence of free will if he knows what you're about to and choose. And you think, you think how many times the Bible says, you know, and God was pleased, Yeah. right? If he was pleased, then there has to be some element of surprise there, right? right? Because because right. it's like, hey, I already know exactly what's going to happen. It's like seeing a movie. I don't know. It's like you, because that was a bad example, because like I've watched movies like 10 times and I still like, yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, if he was pleased at a decision that we made, then, there, I mean, I guess there's got to be some element that yeah. he didn't know if we were going to make a bad decision or a good decision, and he was displeased. Yeah. Like, hey, you know better. Like, why did you make that decision? And then you just think about Old Testament, like his conversations with, like, Moses and, like, all the stuff, like, you know, with the Israelites and you know, hey, he brings them out of Egypt, and then, you know, in in a matter of months, like, they're worshiping idols, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets pissed and wants to destroy them all. So it's like, again, did he know that was going to happen? Then why would he be so upset? I guess it's like the, if you really want to take the father uh, analogy that, that's so common. Yeah. Your kids. Yeah. You know your kids better than anybody. Yeah. And you've taught them things. Yeah. But you don't know what they're about to do. Yeah. So it's almost like that analogy. Yeah. Like you think you know what they're going to choose and you hope that you've bred into them what, what the, you know, the right decisions, but you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And so it's almost like it's hard. That it's analogy. hard, right? Because it's always felt weird to me that there is a God that 
literally dictates everything in my life. Yeah. That's always been a weird thought to me. Yeah. And I got to, this is a longer discussion, yeah. but, to, but when people say God's plan for me, that's always been a, I've always struggled with that thought. Yeah. Like you mean to tell me there's God's puppeting 7 billion people on earth and he knows exactly the next move and the next plan and every single thing that they're going to like, that's always been a struggle for, of a thought for me. I, I gravitate more honestly towards he created and then now the rest is up to us, and he's, yeah. again, now he gave us skills, he gave us talents, he gave us desires, but what we do with those may be a little bit of a surprise. I don't know, again, mind melinder. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to Choctaw so, Casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no resolution. I just thought it was a fascinating, and, and the whole episode was fascinating, and, yeah. and it was discussions like that yeah. and thoughts like that that I've been doing a lot of thinking about lately. It's just life in general. So anyway, uh, not sure, just hopefully, if nothing else, that episode maybe made you think a little bit yeah, and, and get curious about something. Right. So anyway, yeah. hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Go leave us a review. We're doing the contest for the rest of the month. Leave a five-star rating and a comment. Screenshot it. DM us on our Instagram. And then you'll be entered into a contest. We're going to give away a variety pack of Jocko Fuel. Let's uh, go. go. So uh, appreciate you guys. That helps us out a ton when you do that type, yep. type thing. So anyway, any closing thoughts, words? No, nah, man. I, I, yeah, my mind's blown right now. So I'm putting, <laughs> you're, putting, you're putting any more thoughts together. <laughs> you're going to go. Uh, Probably not a good idea. Yeah, you're going to go. Uh, what's it? You're going to go uh, think about those, those things. So anyway, hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Great weekend. We'll see you next week.